Having done eating and drinking, they again tuned the instruments, and once more the party emerged into the night air. "'Where's Dick?' said old Dewey. Every man looked round upon every other man, as if Dick might have been transmuted into one or the other, and then they said that they didn't know. "'Well, no, that's what I call very nasty of Master Dicky, that I do,' said Michael Mayle. "'He've clinked off home along, depend upon it,' another suggested, though not quite believing that he had. "'Dick!' exclaimed the tranter, and his voice rolled sonorously forth among the ewes. He suspended his muscles, rigid as stone, whilst listening for an answer, and finding he listened in vain, turned to the assemblage. "'The treble man, too. Now, if he had been a tenor or a counter chap, we might have contrived the rest of it without him, you see, but for a choir to lose the treble, why, my sonnies, you may so well lose your—' The tranter paused, unable to mention an image vast enough for the occasion. "'Your head at once.' suggested Mr. Penny. The tranter moved a pace, as if it were puerile of people to complete sentences when there were more pressing things to be done. Was ever heard such a thing as a young man leaving his work half done and turning tail like this? Never, replied Bowman, in a tone signifying that he was the last man in the world to wish to withhold the formal finish required of him. I hope no fatal tragedy has overtook the lad, said his grandfather. Oh, no, replied Tranter Dewey placidly. Wonder where he's put that there fiddle of his. Why, that fiddle cost thirty shillings, and good words besides. Somewhere in the damp, without doubt. That instrument will be unglued and spoiled in ten minutes. Ten, I too. What in the name of righteousness can have happened? said old William more uneasily. Perhaps he's drowned. Leaving their lanterns and instruments in the belfry, they retraced their steps along the waterside track. A strapping lad like Dick had no better than let anything happen on a wares, Reuben remarked. There's sure to be some poor little scram reason for it, staring us in the face all the while. He lowered his voice to a mysterious tone. Neighbors, have you noticed any sign of a scornful woman in his head or such like? Not a glimmer of such a body. He's as clear as water yet. And Dickie said he should never marry, cried Jimmy, but live at home always along with mother and we. Aye, aye, my sonny. Every lad has said that in his time. They had now again reached the precincts of Mr. Shiner's, but hearing nobody in that direction, one or two went across to the schoolhouse. A light was still burning in the bedroom, and though the blind was down, the window had been slightly opened as if to admit the distant notes of the carolers to the ears of the occupant of the room. Opposite the window, leaning motionless against a beech tree, was the lost man, his arms folded, his head thrown back, his eyes fixed upon the illuminated lattice. Why, Dick, is that thee? What was doing here? Dick's body instantly flew into a more rational attitude, and his head was seen to turn east and west in the gloom, as if endeavouring to discern some proper answer to that question, and at last he said in rather feeble accents, "'Nothing, father.' "'Let's take long enough time about it, then, upon my body,' said the tranter, as they all turned anew towards the vicarage. "'I thought you hadn't done having snap in the gallery,' 
said Dick. Why, we've been traipsing and rambling about, looking everywhere, and thinking you'd done fifty deathly things, and here you have been at nothing at all. The stupidness lies in that point of it being nothing at all, murmured Mr. Spinks. The vicarage front was their next field of operation, and Mr. Maybold, the newly arrived incumbent, duly received his share of the night's harmonies. It was hoped that, by reason of his profession, he would have been led to open the window, and an extra carol in quick time was added to draw him forth. But Mr. Maybold made no stir. "'A bad sign,' said old William, shaking his head. However, at that same instant, a musical voice was heard exclaiming from inner depths of bedclothes, "'Thanks, villagers!' What did he...